Whatever the moon was to us before or is to us now, in the future, it'll just be home. Coming to you from the future through a hole in the space-time continuum that hasn't been patched yet due to a lack of infrastructure funding, it's time for Tales from the Moon in Stereo Sound Division. This episode is brought to you by Sleepwork Village. Looking for a place to lay down your head to rest while making extra income at the same time? Hang your sleeping cap at Sleepwork Village, the moon's number one sleepwork provider. Our sleepy time comfort cocoons induce a deep and restful slumber. Even as our neurojacks plug straight into your brainstem to leverage your unused sleeping brain power to perform valuable computation. Why dream away a third of your life when you could be putting your brain to work 24 hours a day? Not responsible for any adverse outcomes or any unpleasant dreams during sleep or flashbacks during waking hours. Residents may experience nightmares of being naked in a fifth grade math class being taught by a giant machine who yells at them. Some residents fail to awaken and remain permanently connected to the neurogrid. Ongoing compensation is sent to next of kin for any useful work performed while in sleep or coma. Make cash while you crash at Sleepwork Village. This is Eric T. Brandenburg, your tour guide through space and time. When you arrive anywhere in a train, plane, or spaceship, one of the first questions you have when you roll your wheelie bag down the gangway is, where am I going to stay? Well, in this episode, we're going to look at housing on the moon of the future. The moon may seem pretty big, but to tell you the truth, there's only so much of it where you won't suffocate, freeze, or fry to death. Most places where you'd want to hang your helmet have a whole lot of other people milling around in them already. Let's pay a visit to a few spots and find out what's going on. First off, just in case we can get a good deal, let's check out some ads for housing shares online. Postings on happyhabitat.loon, that special place to find a lunatic to share your space. Seeking polite, godly habitat mate. I am a member of the Church of the Lunar Origination, which believes the Garden of Eden was located on the moon, and mankind was banished to the earth after they got in an argument with God, and he really lost his temper. Which is why there are so many craters all over the place, which are evidence of his smiting. The asteroid that clobbered the earth was a second judgment on the earthlings because they still couldn't get their act together. The people of the moon, the chosen people, have now been given a chance to share God's true word with the people of earth and get their minds right. And he cast his seed upon the gray waste, and lo, it brought forth abundance. The book of Tiffany, chapter 6, verse 5. No pets, no loud music, private bedroom and shared bathroom. The habitat is next door to the Church of Lunar Origination, just off Sakharov and Bido Bay. All are welcome. The habitat comes with a share in the Sakharov communal garden and all the tomatoes and zucchini you can eat. God bless you. Hard-working, neat, young male with no bad habits is seeking a place to stay. Most anywhere will do. Bernard, did you leave these dishes in the sink? I really have to come up with a new living arrangement as soon as possible. Our father and I told you if you're going to stay here, you have to pick up and pull your weight. I have put together enough. What are you doing in there? Nothing! I have put together enough for a deposit and the first few months' rent, and I'll be finding a job, any job, at all, very soon. I swear to God, Bernard, I'm at my wit's end. Please have mercy on me. I'll even take the couch. Thanks. 
We're a traveling traditional moonfolk band, the Lunar Rovers, that just lost its drummer, and we're looking for someone to share our rover bus and help pay for energy and food, who doesn't mind an itinerant lifestyle and most of all has a good sense of rhythm. They should play tambourine. We need tambourine. Anyone can play a tambourine, Lloyd. I beg to differ. Remember, Cindy? Point taken. Uh, the band is mixed gender with bandmates all over the spectrum, and everyone has their own private section on the rover, even if the private areas are a bit small. Don't say that. There does tend to be a bit of smoke and a various substances on the bus and it blows around a bit, so be aware of that. Quit being negative. Stop helping, Lloyd. You'll find we're a friendly, pretty mellow bunch, no hard rockers, headbangers, or anti-social individuals who would throw off a negative vibe and harsh the mellow need to ply. What am I forgetting, Lloyd? They should play cowbell. Anyone can play cowbell, Lloyd. Cindy. I think Cindy's issues went a lot to than that, Lloyd. Anyway, give us a shout and send us a link to your stuff. Look forward to hearing from you. Mature, responsible person needed to house-sit for a year at our spacious private dome estate outside Clavius Crater Town while we go on a cruise of the outer solar system. Hush, Poochum. The main duties are to exercise our dogs, Comet, Poochums, Fitzroy, and Mackenzie and make sure they're happy and contented while we're gone. The dogs are generally very sweet-tempered and shouldn't give you any trouble at all. A drone butler is on hand to deal with any issues with the large contingent of estate drones, the dust vacuum, water the botanical gardens, and perform other duties tending to the estate. No guests, no parties, no leaving the premises for the duration of the contract. There is a list of allowed activities and you'll be required to sign a binding agreement to do nothing off the list. We will be monitoring you and the entire estate remotely and any infractions will be dealt with by the estate security drones. Compensation includes food prepared by our five-star drone chef, reasonable use of the wine cellar, a private bedroom suite, generous salary and benefits, and free use of all estate amenities including sensor and media feeds, pool, gym, and whatnot. Must be interviewed in person by the dogs to make sure they like you. Thank you. I am a ranger in charge of a spacious but remote far-side outpost and seek someone to share my duties and, frankly, to talk to a few times a day. No joke there. Um, the outpost is on top of Mount Collins with a commanding view of the Far Side National Park. If you are sick of the cramped and noisy cities on the near side, the constant hustle and bustle and lack of space, come on out and enjoy useful and important work. Beautiful views of the stars, lots of room to hop around in, and as much quiet as you could ever want, as well as your own rover to wander the deserted plains and craters out here at will. I'm a mature male of quiet habits who mainly keeps to himself, but could use some human interaction again. I'm starting to go a bit batty, Frank, well, not really, but you know what I'm saying. Um, my last outpost mate left abruptly several months ago on good terms to take a position on a mission to Neptune, saying he felt too crowded. Go figure that one out. Um, please no one apply who chews loudly or makes a lot of irritating noises. I'm not kidding on that one. Uh, a good chess and gym rummy player, a plus. Duties mainly involve keeping watch on the park, picking up litter from park visitors, and monitoring transmissions for distress calls from guests who get lost or get in trouble. A few times a year, someone's autonomous rover will get mixed up and take them all the way out here to Mount Collins when their passengers really meant to go to the corner of Mountain Avenue and Collins Street 
Street in Port Armstrong to a restaurant featuring tandoori. You'd think people would notice they're going all the way to the other side of the moon rather than down to a local eatery, but they are often new to the moon or frankly too drunk or stoned to pay attention. That's a fact. Uh, this outpost was finally set up to help these folks out. Uh, why they don't just fix the stupid software, I don't know, but no one's asking me, and if they did, I guess I'd be out of a job. So, oh well. Um, food and supply deliveries every 30 Earth days. Extended interview will be necessary to ensure we don't drive each other nuts and end up killing each other. Ha ha. Just kidding, but you get my gist. Anyway, I look forward to talking to you. Thanks. Those ads were interesting, but I hear the best places to stay are over in Clavius Crater Town. There's an open house. Let's check it out. And here we are, Mr. Starblast. I think you'll love this habitat unit. Now just look out those windows. That gorgeous view down the slope to the bottom of the crater. Under the enormous new dome enclosing the entire town. Down there next to the park, you can see the luxury shopping district, and next to it, the city offices, all just a hop and a skip away from your habitat door. Lovely. This habitat is pretty small. How much is this one again? You have to think of the value, Mr. Starblast. Jumping moons at Jupiter, what was that? Oh, that's just the big city talking, Mr. Starblast. But it's Barker's worse than its bite. I know you're used to things being quieted down on the farm. It sounded like an explosion. They're doing some blasting nearby. There's quite a lot of building going on this part of the moon. Clavius Crater Township is booming, so to speak. Anyway, this is the living room. And as you can see, all you have to do is push this button here. And the bed pops out of the wall. And your dresser comes out of the ceiling. And there's some extra storage space that pops open here in the floor. Holy smoking rings of Saturn, that's frightening. I thought you said this was a one-bedroom, one-bathroom. I just sort of assumed there'd be a living room thrown in on the deal. Well, the ad didn't specify separate rooms, Mr. Starblast. We actually call this floor plan an executive virtual one-bedroom. We don't include all that in the ad since it really doesn't matter. I mean, you can only be in one room at a time, right? If you think of it as a problem in Einsteinian urban space-time, it makes perfect sense. Why waste the square footage and spend your time running around from room to room when the same room can just reshape itself to you, depending on what you need at the given moment? Virtual? That means it's not real? Well, of course it's real, Mr. Starblast. Why, you can just reach out and touch it. Just feel that lovely linen. Is there a kitchen? Of course. It's this button right here. The counter pops out here. And the cupboards swing out here. And the refrigerator and the oven pop out here. And then there's the sink. Holy Einstein's mustache. This place is scaring me to death. It's quite all right, Mr. Starblast. Nearly gave me a heart attack. Where's the bathroom? I guess that involves another button. Yes, it's this button right here. I can show you. Please don't. So this is Clavius Crater Town, huh? I heard that's the place to be. Well, actually, this is new Clavius Crater Town, but Clavius Crater Town is just a hop and a skip on the tube to the north in Clavius Crater. You mean that's not Clavius Crater I see out the window? No, Mr. Starblast, that's new Clavius Crater. I never heard of a crater with that name. Well, that's because it's new. They just made it last year. What's all that banging and blasting anyway? That's new Clavius Berg Crater, 
going in next door. Holy rats and cats pajamas. You mean they're making new craters? Are you kidding me? Well, I know people get very stuck on being traditional and want an old, original crater. But when you think about it, why would you want to live in one of those? Anyway, Mr. Starblast, some of those things are millions, maybe even billions of years old. Imagine the upkeep. These craters are brand spanking new. I don't get it. I would have thought the moon has plenty of holes in the ground already. Location, 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 Mr. Starblast. Everyone wants a crater view, but the crater has to be just the right size size and shape to provide the proper view shed. A lot of the really nice ones are way out in the back of beyond. Once in a while, we do have the chance to redirect an asteroid to a prime spot for a new development. Holy quarks on pumpernickel toast. You gotta be kidding. The rest of the time, we just have to do a bit of rearranging. Dig a hole here, use it to fill in another hole over here, that sort of thing. If this is a bit out of your price range, maybe we can do this as a timeshare. How does that work? Well, when you're at work, someone else is living here. And when it's time for them to go to work, and you're coming home, the room neatens itself up and disinfects itself so it's all spick and span for you when you come home. You just hit this big red button here. Please don't do that. Has anyone ever gotten hurt when they hit one of those buttons? I can assure you, Mr. Starblast, any stories you've heard about that are greatly exaggerated. Maybe I should just be looking at a nice little dome. Well, we do have a very nice single-family dome development nearby. New Clavius Crater Village Estates. And buying as opposed to renting is the smartest investment you can make. You know what they say about the moon. They're not making any more of it. Sounds like there's a bit less of it all the time. These domes, do they have a lot of buttons? Mr. Starblast, I hate to tell you this, but you live in outer space. Everything has buttons. Half the people I know are cyborgs and they're practically nothing but buttons. Face it, buttons are just a fact of life. You'll adjust. I know you can do it. I suppose. That's the spirit. So what say we take a hop on over to Village Estates and have a look? Okay, but I think I need some cocoa before we go to settle my nerves. That all sounded a bit rich for our blood. Maybe it's time we checked out things down on sub-level 51 again. Last time, things were kind of weird down there, but it does fit our budget. Let's check it out. Hello, sub-level 51 maintenance. This is Sam. Hi, uh, this is Elroy Stack in Habitat 51456G. What seems to be the problem? Well, a few things. Uh, I woke up this morning and I was standing up in my bed. Well, sir, uh, we have been tweaking the water system, adding a little bit of this, pinch of that, to keep a curb on some of the more stubborn strains of microbial life. The slime does seem to have eased up a bit, Tim. Thanks. Don't mention it. Uh, in the process, astro-organic chemistry is still being an evolving science, sir. Our residents have reported some side effects, such as loss of appetite and uh, sleepwalking. Do you think you've been experiencing some sort of mobile synambulism situation, sir? Well, no. I, I didn't mean I was standing on my bed. I mean the bed. In fact, uh, my entire habitat seems to have tipped on its side in the night. It's, uh, it's quite disturbing. Well, that is strange. And, well, this bit is awfully unusual. I don't think you're going to believe it. This is sub-level 51, sir. I've heard everything. Try me. Well, a door seems to have appeared in my ceiling. In what's now my wall, I guess. Sure it wasn't there before, sir. I think I would have noticed, Sam. Well, the ceiling is normally above you, out of the common line of sight. Is it possible it was always there and you just didn't happen to notice it, sir? Some of these habitats have had a lot of very interesting tenants over time. A door in the ceiling would not be out of the question. 
No, my habitat isn't all that big, and I do look up at the ceiling from time to time just to rest my eyes on something different. And this being sub-level 51, uh, strange things do seem to happen, and I've found it pays to be vigilant. Very wise, sir. So, I'm quite sure that no, the door has not been there all along, and it has, in fact, appeared in the very recent past, since about 11 o'clock last night. Well, that is curious, then. Any idea, uh... What could be behind it? No clue, sir. But in my experience, below sub-level 40 or so, most doors are best left unopened. Good advice. Uh, point taken. But here's the strangest thing. Yeah? I could swear the entire apartment is moving. Things are shaking a bit, and there are funny noises coming from outside. I'm sure you can hear it. I do think I detect some sort of ambient noise indicating large-scale motion in an extraterrestrial setting. Yes, sir. So, what do you think we're looking at here, Sam? Ooh! I think it just stopped moving. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Just let me check on something here. Oh, and one thing on this other page. Ah, and uh, what, Sam? Well, it would appear the head office has made a little bit of a clerical error, sir. They, uh, decommissioned your habitat, reoriented it for storage, added that door for easier maintenance access for the staff, and, uh, relocated your unit to deep in sub-level 51 Lavatube W for warehousing and refurbishment. Why would they do that? It appears they thought it was empty, sir. Why would they think that? Well, to be honest, sir, most of our residents are fairly transient, what with some of the challenges we encounter down here on sub-level 51, and they don't stay for long. Quite a few don't finish out a week. You've been here over a month. Highly unusual. I don't know that that's ever happened before. Good for you, sir. Okay, um, I guess you'll inform the office that, uh... Already done, sir. The heavily armed rescue team should be arriving any minute. Uh, rescue team? And, uh, heavily armed, you say? Is that because of what, uh, I'm hearing outside? Are those, are those lava tube monsters, Sam? That would be alarming. It is a scientific fact, sir, that there is no such thing as a lava tube monster. That being said, the team is very heavily armed and can surely deal with whatever they happen to find out there. Just to be extra cautious, however, sir, I would advise that if you haven't done so already, yes, I'd lock and bolt the door. And while you're at it, just tuck a chair under the knob. Can't be too careful. Down here on sub-level 51, caution is our watchword and safety is our vow. All right, Sam. Thanks. The team will be there inside of a minute. They'll knock three times. Head of the team is my cousin Bob. They're experienced in these matters. They'll treat you right. Oh, my. I shouldn't worry, sir. Bob informs me the situation is well in hand. I'll hang on the line if you'd like. It wouldn't be any trouble. All the day's work, sir. Had any other issues you'd like to report uh, while we wait, sir? No, none I can think of. Uh, everything else has been fine. Thank you, Sam. All right, Mr. Stack. Sit tight in there. No need to come out. We'll have you right side up and settle back home in a jiffy. Uh, thanks, Bob. And thank you, Sam, for all your help. Always a pleasure, sir. And you can keep that extra door in the ceiling. Compliments of the management. Thanks, Sam. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Tales from the Moon. If you're curious to hear more about future lunar culture, how the Earthlings and the people of the moon get on after a rather rough reacquaintance, and what exactly happened to, well, all of us on Earth back in the past, tune into our next episode of Tales from the Moon, which should appear in roughly two weeks. 
And if you feel enlightened by this podcast and think it might lead to the cultural betterment of others, please tell a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. This is Eric T. Brandenburg signing off until next time. To keep up with events on the moon, go to www.talesfromthemoon.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Moontail Podcast, on Instagram at Tales from the Moon, and on Facebook at Tales from the Moon Podcast. Tales from the Moon is produced, written, and performed by Eric T. Brandenburg, thanks to Zapsplat.com for the music and sound effects. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.